is Michael Tuck, and I'm the associate pastor here at Bacon's Castle Baptist Church. We are a local church in Surrey, Virginia, dedicated to making disciples of Jesus Christ. This is the weekly podcast that we put out for our local church family and the church as a whole. We hope you enjoy this week's podcast. Father, I just thank you and I bless you. I praise you, Lord, for the opportunity to share your word. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would enlighten my heart, my mind, my thoughts. And Lord, as your word goes forth, we pray, Lord, that it would take root, that it would touch our hearts. And Lord, it would cause most of all growth. Lord, we want to press on. We want to press on until we reach the high calling, your high calling, Lord. Whatever you've planned for each and every one of us, Lord, we pray, Lord, that you would reveal that to us today. And we thank you and bless you for all things. But we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, I've got notes written down. And I've always had a problem trying to follow notes. So you please pray for me that I would be able to share what the Holy Spirit wants and not what I want. So we're going to start. And we're going to start with the book of Philippians, chapter 3. Chapter 3, and we'll start reading with verse 12. Chapter 3 and verse 12. Not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold on that which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and pressing towards forward to those things which are ahead, I press towards the goal for the prize of the upward call in God and Christ Jesus Therefore, let us, as many as are mature, have this mind. And if anything you think otherwise, God will reveal this to you. Now this, of course, I wasn't here at the time, but this was what we were supposed to follow as far as pressing on unto the high calling of God. And my, when they asked me what scripture I was going to use, I said, I'm going to be reading out of Hebrews chapter 5. Because I believe so many times 
When we think we're moving forward, we're standing still without even realizing it. Sometimes it's because traditions that we've picked up along the way. Sometimes they're good traditions. Sometimes they're bad. And we have to be able to discern what we are embracing because it makes all the difference in the world and how we grow. Okay? So I'm just going to read a couple of traditions, bad and good, and then we'll get into it. Okay? So if you want to follow with me, Colossians chapter 2. Colossians 2, and I'm going to read verse 8, just one verse. Yeah, let me get to it. Colossians 2 and 8, or maybe I'll read 2. Beware, lest anyone cheat you through philosophy, empty deceit, according to the traditions of men according to the basic principles of the world and not according to Christ. For in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And you are complete in him who is the head of all principalities and powers. Let's go to Mark chapter 7. Mark 7. I hate having to do this because it takes so much time. But I might even leave some of this out because of time, okay? So, uh, get my watch right. So, Mark 7, 5 through 9. Mark 7, 5 through 9. Then the Pharisees and scribes asked him, Why do your disciples not walk according to the tradition of the elders, but eat bread with unwashed hands? He answered and said unto them, Well did Isaiah prophesy, of you hypocrites, as it is written. This people honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. And in vain they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. For laying aside the commandment of God, you hold the tradition of men and washing of pitchers and cups and many other things you do. He said unto them, All too well you reject the commandments of God that you may keep your traditions. And now I'm going to read just one more because I'm going to have to eliminate some stuff here. Uh, I'm pretty sure this is the one I want. It's uh, Galatians chapter 1. 
Galatians 1. Galatians 1. Galatians chapter 1, and I'm going to read 1, 10 through 14, if you want to follow with me. For do I now persuade men, O God, or do I seek to please men? For if I still please men, I would not be a bondservant of Christ. But I make known to you, brethren, that the gospel which was preached by me is not according to man. For I neither received it from man, nor was I taught it, but it came through the revelation of Jesus Christ. For you have heard of my former conduct in Judaism, how I persuaded the church of God beyond measure, and I tried to destroy it, and I, had, and I advanced in Judaism beyond many of my contemporaries in my own nation, being more, more, being more exceedingly zealous for the traditions of my fathers. This was the Apostle Paul speaking. As the Lord begins to deal with him, saying, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And the, what he's saying, basically, as he's sharing it, he's saying the thing that got me in trouble was I began from, in my father's day, the the what they taught in Judaism, it became a stronghold in my life and I wanted to embrace it and therefore that's what I did until God rescued me and showed me the difference. So what I'm saying to you this morning is there's many things that could cause us to not go forward in the Lord. There's many things that we've been taught or I've been taught Okay, that for a while it hindered me from going on because I didn't have the understanding that I, need, I needed to go on. I was still a baby. I was still on the milk. Even though my desire was to go on, but the thing that kept me back was what I had been taught and, and many incidents, not all the things I was taught, but some of the things I was taught. Until the Holy Spirit began to reveal to me truth. And when he began to reveal to, reveal to me truth through his word, it was like a light come on. And he said, this is the way I want you to go. This here is not of me, but this is the way I want you to go if you want to grow. Now listen, there's none of us that's here in this place today can go any further in the Lord until there's a hunger in your heart. They that hunger and thirst after righteousness shall 
Be filled. Filled with what? Filled with everything you need. Whether it's peace, joy, regardless. Whether it's being filled with the Spirit, no matter what it is. Anything that you and I hunger for, if righteousness is involved in it, he says you'll be filled with it. Because you're seeking my heart and not your heart. So what I'm saying to you this morning, I just want to read one more thing, one more verse, that whether we understand it or what, or whether we believe it or not, it can hinder us from going on in the Lord, from becoming mature in the Lord. That word perfect that we're going to be reading in just a little bit, the, the translation of that is mature. Being perfect is being mature in the Lord, Okay. So what we need to understand that if we're going to go any further in God, we need, to, we need to hear what the Spirit says to the church. Now, I'm just going to, I told you I was going to read one more, and that is in James chapter 1 and verse 8. I know this seems like I'm reading a lot of scripture, and it might be the case. But as far as I'm concerned, the only way we're going to grow is know what he says here. Why? Because he says, my word is spirit, but it becomes life. It becomes your life, my life, and everyone that the Lord calls, he gives us by the spirit his word. And that word, as it's digested in us, it becomes our life. And people see our lives. And this is what we need to understand. Okay. Uh, where did I say? James chapter 1. And we'll start with verse 6, I think. James 1 and... Oh, I'm sorry, 5. James 1 and 5. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything, anything from the Lord. So what I'm saying, a double-minded individual that's not settled in what he believes or what he understands or what he wants to understand, if he's doubtful in those things, he says he's not going to receive anything from God. Not just some things. He's not going to receive anything by the Holy Spirit because he's our teacher. He's our God. He's the one that said, I'm going to take from Jesus, the word, and I'm going to give it unto you. I'm going to make it real to you. So let's, let's read the word. Okay. Uh, in other words, what I'm trying to say to you is this. Whatever we receive from God that's going to cause growth, it has to come by the Holy Spirit. 
He's our teacher. He's our guide. He's everything that we could possibly need on the face of the earth. Jesus is gone. He's seated at the right hand of the Father. And this is what he says. He says, well, let me read it. That way I won't be, it won't be hearsay. Let's go to the book of Acts real quick because I wasn't going to use this, but I, I, I'm being prompted to do it, okay? <clears throat> I think it's Acts chapter 3. And we'll start reading with Verse 16, men and brethren, this scripture had to be fulfilled, which the Holy Spirit spoke before from the mouth of David concerning Judas, who became a guide to those. Nope, that's not it. Hold it. Wrong one. I hadn't planned on reading this, so you just have to excuse me, okay? All right, uh, let's go to chapter 3. Here it is here. Okay. Uh, Peter's preaching. He says, repent, therefore, and be converted that your sins may be blotted out. So the time of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. And that he may send Jesus Christ, who was preached to you before. Whom heaven... You might want to mock this in your Bible if you don't have it marked. Whom heaven must receive until the times of the restoration of all things, which God has spoken by the mouth of all his holy prophets since the world began. I'm going to read it again. That he may send Jesus Christ, who was preached to you before, whom the heaven must receive until the times of the restoration of all things. Now, I don't know how y'all read that translation, but I read it that the Lord's going to be in heaven until he restores everything, and then he's going to come take his church out. In the book of Revelation, we see that there had to come a time because it wasn't time, but there had to come a time where the church or the bride became ready. And the scripture says, and the bride has made herself ready. That means the bride, this is a restoration of all things. The bride has gotten to the place where she's walking and talking and doing the things that Jesus did. You say, prove that, brother. We're going to get into it in just a few moments. How much time do I have? Oh, Lord, I only got five more minutes. We're not going to get there today. Oh, Lord, I didn't realize it. Huh? Okay. Who is Jesus? I'm just going to, I'm not going to go to the scriptures. Who is Jesus? That's what, that's what uh, uh, Jesus asked his disciples. Who do, who, who do men say that I am? Some say you're uh, uh, Jeremiah. Some a prophet. Uh, some uh, Elijah. He says, yeah, but who do you say that I am? And that's when Peter spoke up. 
You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Blessed are you, Peter, because flesh and blood did not tell you that, but my Father in heaven revealed that to you. And upon this rock, not Jesus, I'm not Peter, but the rock was a revelation. The Father had given Peter the revelation of who Jesus really was. And he said, upon this, I'm going to build my church upon the revelations that I give them. Okay? What does that mean? Let's go to where my message is. Don't have much time, but we're going to get whatever I can out of it, okay? Hebrews chapter 5. Y'all not go, got to go home real quick, have you? <laughs> no, I'm, I, I'm only going to go until I have to quit. Okay, Hebrews chapter 5. And we'll start reading with verse 12. 5 and 12. For, for though by this time you ought to be teachers... You need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God. And you have come to need milk and not solid food. For anyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But solid food belongs to those who are of full age, that is, those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. And that word good and evil simply means the flesh from the spirit. Now we're going to go on a little bit further. These people had been brought up in Judaism, if you want to use that term. And the writer of Hebrews was concerned about them going back into Judaism. He was really concerned about that, and that's how he wrote to him. In fact, I had I had brought or I had read, I wrote written uh, something to show us what the purpose of the book of Hebrews was, and I left it at the house. So anyway, we're going to go on and go to the sixth verse, the sixth chapter. There's a word therefore. Follow with me. Therefore. Leaving the discussion of the elementary principles of Christ, let us go on into perfection. That word is maturity. Not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God, of the doctrine of baptisms, of the laying on of hands, of the resurrection of the dead, and of eternal judgment. And this, this is the most important verse in that particular thing. And this we will do if God permits. God does not allow us to go any further than where we are, okay, unless he sees the hunger and the thirst for it. He also will not give you anything else as far as revelation until we are walking in that which he has already given. 
Let me explain that. If God gives me a revelation and he says, Earl, I don't want you to do this, or I don't want you to do that, this is the way I want you to walk. And he'll give me that revelation, and I, I kind of, well, okay, okay. And things pass on and on, and I'm still not walking in that which he's given to me. I don't get any more until I'm walking in that which he's already given me. These people here, they hadn't grown any. In fact, he says, you've been, you've been saved long enough that you should have been teachers. But you need that someone teach you again the first principles. And then he names those first principles what they are. He said, you should have been, you should have been teaching by now. But they, I got a feeling I don't have book, the book to back it up. But I believe their desire was a, they wasn't sure they wanted to go back to Ju Judaism. That was a lot easier. And because of it, they had no desire to go any further. They had been saved long enough to be teachers. He says you need that someone teach you again. What? The first principles. And he said, you go on after these first principles if you walk in what I tell you to walk in. They had no desire. They had no hunger. They had no thirst. They didn't want anymore. They didn't get anymore. The Lord loves his people. And he's, his desire is to show us the way he wants us to live and to give us revelation after revelation after revelation so that we can begin to walk. Do I have to quit? A go, go. All right, I'm good. It's a go. Okay, my question is, if I had to ask any one of you, what's your DNA? Oh, well, I got my mom and dad's DNA. I say, yeah, that's your natural DNA. But what about your spiritual DNA? Who's your spiritual DNA? Let's see what the word says. Let's go to Peter, 1 Peter. I'm, I'm trying to rush through this, brother, so bear with me. 1 Peter. And chapter 1 and verse 22, if you want to follow with me. Since you have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit in sincere love of the brethren, of the brethren, love one another fervently with a pure heart. Having been born again, how many in here have been born again? Having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible seed. How? Through the word of God, which lives and abides forever. Do you realize that when you were born again, the seed put within you by the Holy Spirit is an incorruptible seed? 
It cannot be corrupted. It's incorruptible. So we need to understand what is an incorruptible seed. It's a seed that cannot be destroyed. And it's a seed that's going to cause us to grow and become like Christ. Let's go to 1 John. 1 John 3. I know you say, yeah, you sure use a lot of scripture. Yes, because I believe that's where it's at. I believe the word has to become life, but I have to have the word first. Okay, chapter 3 and verse 1. We're in 1 John. Chapter 3, verse 1. Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us, that we should be called children of God. Therefore, the world does not know us, because it did not know him. Beloved, now we the children of God, and, does, and it has not been revealed what we shall be. But we know that when he is revealed, we shall be like him. For we shall see him as he is, and everyone who has this hope in him purifies himself just as he is pure. Now, I'm probably going to, I'll have to quit shortly for sure. I can't get it all in, that's all. Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 4. We have to understand there's things that we hear as far as might be taught in other churches. I don't know. But we have to follow what the word says. And this is what it says in Ephesians 4. And we'll start with verse 11. And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come into the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man or mature man, to the measure of the statue of the fullness of Christ. In other words, he says, he's given the fivefold ministry, and that includes apostles and prophets. It doesn't say anything about they've been gone. There's still apostles and prophets in this world, in this earth today. Okay? If there's evangelists, pastors, and teachers, there's, there's apostles and prophets. He says, because they're going to be there. How? Till we all come into the unity of the faith. So they're there. We have them today. Okay? Now, he said, when we come into the unity of faith, we're going we're gonna to come into a knowledge of the Son of God in all of his fullness. What does that mean? That means there's not going to be anything lacking. I'm going I'm to skip some verses here, but I want to get to the main verse, which I think is the bottom line concerning what he's saying here. We know that, we know that we've been tricked by the doctrines of men. He says, uh, they, they've plotted things. We got it. We believed it. Why have we got so many different denominations? Because of the doctrines of men. 
Otherwise, we would all be speaking the same thing. When Paul wrote to Corinth in the first chapter, he said, Father, my desire in will is that you all speak the same thing. And when we get out of hearing man, and don't get me wrong, God's got teachers and apostles, prophets, all the way down. But whenever we hear something spoken or taught or preached, we have the Holy Spirit living within us to verify or unverify what's being said. Or, if you're, or he'll let you know to be in doubt. Search it out for yourself. And that's our responsibility. Nobody else's responsibility but ours. Okay, he says there's going to come a time where we're all going to speak. Um, we all, we're going to come to the knowledge of the Son of God, to the perfect man, to the fullness of the stature, the measure of Christ, that we be no longer children tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men, and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive. But speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is the head, Christ. Now here's the key to the whole thing. The 16th verse is powerful. Listen to it. From whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies according to the effective working by which every part does its share. What's the result of that? Causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. This is the only thing that causes growth in the body when we can complete, not just join together, but knit together. Knit together. Where we know that we know that we need one another, that we need to love one another, and each and every one of us has got different gifts, but we need to work together so that there's no schism in the body. So the hand can say to the, or the head, I don't need you. If we don't need one another, we'll never see the maturity of growth that the Father wants through us. We have to understand that we need one another to complete the body. We have to know that. Okay. Now, I'm going to close. I'm going to close, brother. My wife says, be careful. You used to say that all the time. I'm going to close. I'm going to close. And it went on for three and four hours. So, but I am. I'm going to close, brother. This is it. John 17. We all are familiar with it. It's Jesus' prayer. John 17. I'll close this. I'm going to close it out. And I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna focus on one part of the prayer, okay? This is the 19th verse. If you want to follow with me, and for their sakes I sanctify myself, that they also may be sanctified by the truth. And I do not pray for these alone, but also for those who will believe me through their word, that they all may be one. 
as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they all may be one in us. This is the reason. That the world may believe that you sent me. What has the world seen in the church? All they've seen is division, and they don't know which one is right. Think about that. Jesus said this. He says, a house divided against itself cannot stand. But then he went on to say this. He says, in a kingdom, that's who you are. That's who I am. A kingdom divided against itself comes to desolation. It can never mature because of the division. When he wrote, I, I got a lot to say, but I'm going to have to cut it short. When he wrote to Corinth, this is what he said. He said, you're still babies. I wanted to give you some meat. I couldn't do it. Why? He says, because there's, div he said, there's envy among you and there's strife among you and there's divisions among you. It starts out with strife in the mind. That's how the enemy works. He puts it in the mind first. And then, I mean envy, I'm sorry, envy in the mind. And then it becomes strife where words are spoken. And then it becomes division. That's where we're at. God help us. And only the Holy Spirit can help us bring the body together as one. Okay? So we're living in a day and an hour where we, you know, as you see the news and all how the different schools, the parents are rising up saying, no, not on my watch, not on my watch. And the church needs to get to the same place. No, not on my watch. And we need to pray and continue to pray and believe God. Some way, somehow, he's going to bring us together as one. I'll read the rest of that. And the glory which you have given me, I have given them, that they may be one, just a we are one. And I in them and you in me, that they all, all may be made perfect in one. And that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them as you have loved me. Father, I desire that they also whom you gave me may be, may be with me where I am. And that, and that they may behold my glory which you have given me. For you loved me before the foundation of the world. O righteous Father, the world has not known you, but you have known but but I have known you and these have known you that's that you sent that you sent me and I have declared to them your name and I will declare it that the love with which you love me the love wherewith you love me may be in them and I in them 
Uh, I have some more things to say, but right now, we cannot go that way. But I, I want you to know I love you all. I thank you and praise you for the opportunity just to share. And I hope I've said one thing, just one thing maybe, that will cause you to desire to press in. Press in for the mark of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. I love you all. Thank you so much for listening this week. If you have any questions, you can email them to Pastor Jimmy at baconscastle.com. Also, check out our website at baconscastle.com to get to know us and see what God is doing locally here in Surrey. Be blessed. Thank you.